Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Good to see everybody. Oh, we're at 100. All right, let's get started. First of all, in an, in an uninteresting personal note, I got an email from some uh, company that obviously asked for my email at some point, and it popped up on my phone. It was called, It's called Honolulu Coffee Company, and it said, join us for coffee. I don't know if Honolulu Coffee Company has the best coffee in the world. I'm not saying they don't. But it's probably the best spot to go enjoy a coffee. It's in Maui. And I saw the um, email come up. And I was on the phone with Pastor Rodney. And I said, man, because that's his favorite coffee place. I said, I'd love to be in uh, at Honolulu Coffee Company right now and have their coffee. And I kid you not, that was when I was leaving for New Hampshire. When I got back, there it is. A great young man named Makana said he, he felt to send me the coffee. I never told anybody but Pastor Rodney, but I know no one's logging in to hear stories like this, but that really touched my heart, both from him and, and you know, the Lord giving you the desires of your heart, the exact coffee I wanted. So that's what I'm enjoying right now. Let me take one more drink and we'll get going. Sorry I missed you yesterday, but I'm going to make up for it today with an extra good one. Okay, so you saw the title. The pendulum is swinging the way of uh, of the unvaccinated. Here's the first article. No, that's not it. That's it. Unvaccinated Chicago teachers can keep working if they agree to COVID-19 testing. With an impending COVID-19 vaccination deadline for employees, unvaccinated Chicago public school teachers and staffers will be able to opt for weekly testing and continue working after this week. Chicago public school CEO Pedro Martinez, who's doing a bang-up job, by the way. Chicago public schools are just cream of the crop, as most of you know. Some of the nicest schools to get stabbed to death in. On Wednesday, said those who are not fully vaccinated by Friday's deadline, must consent to weekly testing, but will not be immediately barred from working, as had been previously threatened. Employees will not be barred from coming to work, he said. We're going to just work with them to see where they're at in the vaccination process, what hesitation they might have, what information we can give them. I feel fairly confident that we're going to be okay. The shift comes after union leaders, Chicago teachers and staffers, penned a letter asking Mayor Lori Lightfoot not to bar unvaccinated employees from their work after this week. Chicago Teacher Union President Jesse Sharkey and leaders from the Service Employees International penned a letter to the mayor Wednesday saying immediately immediate enforcement of the vaccine mandate will leave schools dangerously understaffed and disproportionately impact employees of color within Chicago public schools. Understaffed schools are unsafe schools, the official said in the letter. We urge you to avert this dangerous situation by refraining from punitive enforcement of your vaccine policy for Chicago Public Schools staff. We also urge Chicago Public Schools to join the CTU and SEIU Local 73 in partnership to get vaccinated workers 
access to the vaccine and greater safety in the coming days and weeks. Lightfoot, who's the beautiful mayor of Chicago, issued a vaccination mandate for all city employees, but has since said that those who have not received the vaccine can continue working if they get, if they instead get tested for COVID twice a week through December. Martinez would not say how long this weekly testing exemption would continue for Chicago Public Schools employees, though he said it's not indefinite. According to Martinez, 85% of district employees are vaccinated as of Wednesday, and the teachers' union said it's planning vaccination events this week in the communities most in need. Asked about the impact on Chicago Public Schools during an unrelated press conference Wednesday, Lightfoot said she didn't want to talk about the consequences if someone isn't vaccinated. We really want to focus on the positive, she said. Get yourself vaccinated. Let me skip to the end. In, in a video posted online Tuesday, Fraternal Order of Police President John Cadenzara vowed to take Lightfoot's administration to court if it tries to enforce the mandate. So the cops are standing up against it along with the teachers. which requires city workers to report their vaccine status by the end of the work week. Cadenzara suggested if the city does enforce its requirement and many union members refuse to comply with it, it's safe to say the city of Chicago will have a police force at 50% or less for this weekend coming up. So, same here, Jess. So, uh, that's great news. Because Chicago is already a hellhole with 100% of the police. So if you go down to 50%, That'd probably be um, the best place to go kill someone without recourse. Our message is to the members, protect yourself, protect your partner, protect members of the public, get yourself vaccinated. We don't want to lose any more police officers for COVID-19 deaths when a life-saving vaccine is readily available. So that's a, that's a PBS article, as you see. Um, Alex Berenson sent this out this morning, and the title was, uh, They Blinked. So you notice if anybody is standing against vaccine mandates, all of the people in charge are starting to back up. Um, I'm going to show you some more. But airlines, the Chicago police, this is Chicago. Would you consider Chicago a blue city or a red city? It's one of the most liberal cities in the United States. And when somebody stood against the mayor and the head of public schools, which would probably be one of the most liberal organizations in one of the most liberal cities, they backed off. So, oh, I didn't know that, Jess. People are backing off in Canada, too. So, um, you saw my title, Much Good News for Those Refusing to Remain Unvaccinated. In America, and I'm not saying not in other countries, but I haven't looked into it yet. It's looking like if you refuse the vaccine, they are not going to be able to tell you you have to get vaccinated. And they're not going to be able to dishonor religious exemptions. So here's one that we did last night on Check the News, but I want to do it here as well. Uh, Let's find it. So this is Breitbart exclusive. Federal judge blocks United Airlines from imposing employee vaccine mandate. Um, Without reading the article, the Trump appointed federal judge told them they cannot fire 
they can't fire um, any United Airlines employees who haven't taken the vaccine until after the case is heard in court. And this judge is a Trump-appointed federal judge. And when a judge issues a temporary restraining order, which is what this was, it's, it's in, in the legal world, it's called a TRO, which the judge is restraining them from firing um, United employees. It kind of, it kind of gives you a, a, a window in to how they're, they're going to deal with it. Because you remember when, when people wanted, um, when people were filing motions to, to challenge Trump's, Trump, the Trump-Biden election, and the Supreme Court just threw it out, or a federal court just threw it out. Well, then, if they, you know, that they read it over. And if they think it has no merit, they throw it out. If they agree to hear the case, they believe it has merit. If they issue a temporary restraining order, it shows that they not only believe it's worth hearing, but it, it often tips the hand that the judge is on the side of the people that they issue the temporary restraining order for. Pretty easy to understand. So... So that's United Airlines. Here's another one. Oh, by the way, I didn't, I didn't get grab the article, but the Southwest CEO had like a change of heart overnight. Now remember, initially, the Southwest CEO didn't issue a vaccine mandate, Southwest Airlines. But the airlines are kept afloat with federal money. So the Biden administration called all the CEOs, because originally it was only United that was gonna do a vaccine mandate. And the Biden administration contacted him and told him they wouldn't give him any federal money unless they made, they did a vaccine mandate. So they interviewed this, the Southwest CEO. You could tell he was like full of regret. And then the next day he reversed course and he said, we're not going to fire anybody. Hey, my friend in, in Cameroon, we're not going to fire anybody who doesn't get vaccinated. And he said they should seek a medical or religious exemption and it will be accepted. So if you don't blink, they'll blink. Then we also covered healthcare workers in New York were all denied a religious exemption. And a judge ruled, federal judge, that you can't throw out people's religious exemptions. And that's in New York. Now, the only way this thing can work is if, you know, you look like in Australia, they roll out that you have to get vaccinated there's no pushback. There's no legal pushback um, in other countries as well. But if there starts to be exceptions made, if you make an exception for one group, you have to make an exception for all groups. So this thing is falling flat on its face as we speak, which we told you that it would. So I know a lot of people that are resisting the vaccine feel alone or that they're the only one. Um, But you're not, and you're winning. And I'll give you one more. This is a this is a great one. So originally, the Catholic Church, well, the the the, the Pope said there there should be no religious exemption to the vaccine, and everybody should get it. But the, you know, along with Robert Jeffress, said that for Baptists. You're welcome, Jill in Dallas. Military Archbishop supports religious exemptions from vaccine mandates. 
And our, our old friend, Dr. Thomas Williams, wrote this. I should get in touch with him. He's been on Check the News a few times. He's a great guy. The Catholic Archbishop of the U.S. military said this week, Catholic military personnel could refuse the mandated coronavirus vaccine on religious grounds. That's huge. No, quote, no one should be forced to receive a COVID-19 vaccine if it would violate the sanctity of his or her conscience, said Archbishop Timothy Broglio. So look at that. The Catholic Church is good for more than just covering up child molestation. They're coming in in the clutch. Since Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin issued a vaccine mandate in August, some service members have requested a religious exemption through the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, the Archbishop noted. While the Vatican's doctrinal office has ruled that it's morally permissible for Catholics to receive the vaccines, this does not inhibit individual Catholics from determining otherwise in their cases, he asserted. Quote, this circumstance raises the question of whether the vaccine's moral permissibility precludes an individual from forming a sincerely held religious belief that receiving the vaccine would violate his conscience, he wrote. It does not. Citing St. Paul VI, the Archbishop said, so it's like the Apostle Paul's like great-great-grandson. The Archbishop said the individuals possess the civil rights right not to be hindered in leading their lives in accordance with their consciences. Even if an individual's decision seems erroneous or inconsistent to others, conscience does not lose its dignity, Berlio said, noting that the U.S. Supreme Court has itself ruled that religious beliefs need not be acceptable, logical, consistent, or comprehensible to others in order to merit First Amendment protection. Oh, that's a huge ruling. Brolios also said the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was more problematic than others due to its ties to human cells derived from abortions. But Pfizer as well, right? From that um, undercover video that Project Veritas did. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine was developed, tested, and is produced with abortion-derived cell lines. The vaccine is therefore more problematic. If, I, if it were the only vaccine available, it, it would be morally permissible. But the faithful Catholic is to make known his or her preference for a more morally acceptable treatment. And you got Merck's drug coming out that's going to be an alternative to the vaccine. And um, you're in great shape. In fact, if I was pro-vaccine mandate... I would be doing a video saying that we're not in good shape because have you seen, let me ask you this. Have you seen one ruling that's gone in favor of um, people who want their employees to have to be vaccinated? I think it's failed 100% of the places that it's been challenged. And I, I would expect to see that to continue because remember, Trump put in 200 new federal judges right around there. And the Supreme Court is, it would swing minimum 5-4 five, five, on this. So to all the people that are in that position, you're in good shape. They're blinking. If, if they tell you you have to get vaccinated, if you put them to the test, they're going to cave. Let me ask you a question. Do you, and I won't keep asking you questions, but let me ask you this question. I want you to answer it. If somebody like the head of Chicago Public Schools, one of the most liberal unions or liberal organizations in one of the most liberal cities, said all employees have to be vaccinated and then changed it to you don't when they said they won't do it, do you think it's because they have a soft, compassionate heart now 
and want to make allowance for people who feel differently than they do? Or do you think when they met with their lawyers, their lawyers said, if you let them sue you over this, you're going to get crushed in court. I would go with the latter because the people that are pro-vaccine are heartless bastards. I shouldn't say pro-vaccine. I should say pro-vaccine mandate are heartless bastards. So they would not change unless their legal team told them they're going to get destroyed. And I think that's why you're seeing rollbacks. And it's no small deal for the uh, Catholic Archbishop to tell military people they don't have to get it and he'll back them because the, the Catholics have huge legal power. Huge illegal power. I'll give you one more thing, and I'll leave you alone. Let you start your day. You find this. Here's our new set. See if you can spot if you notice anything different. Okay. This is a picture I took with my wife because there was a um, hashtag campaign called End Forced Marriage. So I joined in and wrote End Forced Marriage, mine. So there literally was not one negative comment because I've run all those people off a long time ago or so I thought, but when you give it a day, when everybody keeps sharing it, you have some straggler come in and try to make you feel bad for making a joke. So some lady commented yesterday on my Instagram page. You can, you can see it. It's still up. She said, um, I clicked on the hashtag and saw what this was bringing awareness to and can't believe you would call yourself a man of God and make fun of this. To which I responded, and I'm going to tell you why I'm bringing it up. I wrote, imagine being stupid enough to think that a hashtag campaign will end one forced marriage. So, A, I didn't do this to make fun of forced marriages. I did it to make uh, people laugh like some of you are doing right now. Secondly, I hate hashtag campaigns with all my heart. Because people say hashtag forced marriages, throw, throw out in the comments. Where are some places that forced marriages take place? Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, uh, Qatar, which I know is pronounced Qatar, but I like Qatar. I think it sounds better. And I think they need to, just like I'm not going with attorneys general. Um, do you think one Pakistani man who was going to force a nine-year-old to marry him is going to, A, has Instagram, B, is going to look at Instagram and go, oh my goodness, there's a lot of people holding up hashtag enforced marriage signs. And even though I can't speak English and have no clue what, the, what it means and I'm unable to read what they're writing, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and cancel my marriage to this nine-year-old girl. No. So you say hashtag campaigns do nothing. No. They actually do worse than nothing. Because when people put hashtag pray for Paris, hashtag pray for London, they actually feel like they've done something to help a problem. So it's worse than, a hashtag campaign is worse than nothing. 
Because not only have you done nothing, you actually have done something. You've given people the false sense that they've helped a problem. Hashtag end, end human trafficking. If, if a million people do hashtag end human trafficking, how much human trafficking has been stopped or altered or slowed down? Not one person. So I hate them. I don't take them seriously. And um, I just want to doubly not apologize to that lady. All right. Let's get, um, let's get to important things. New t-shirt. I can't think of any three qualities that are more important during this difficult time. So I'm going to send this t-shirt to everybody who gives today. I'll post the link in my story for you to give. We feed uh, 1,200 kids a day, as many of you know. Preach the gospel. All kinds of good stuff. Faith, joy, and blessing. What three things could you need more than that? And I'm going to make a second shirt for tonight's Check the News. And I'll offer it here when we do this at 9.45 tomorrow morning. It's going to have a Canadian flag on it. Because I feel like there's three, there's one different quality that you need in Canada. And I'm going to make a faith, joy, thankfulness for my Canadian friends. Because I feel like, you, you know, you just had your Canadian Thanksgiving. You guys are going through a hard time, so it's easy to get unthankful. So for Canada, it's going to be faith, joy, and thankfulness. But for America, it's going to be faith, joy, and blessing, because this is a blessed land, land of prosperity. And I'm going to make those available tonight. But I'm going to make this shirt available for anybody who gives today. The other thing is if you want resources, if you're holding out on the vaccine, this thing is about ready to go. How should a Christian stand on mandatory vaccination? Um, I, I do scriptural and ethical objections. Kelly Victory does medical objections. Chris Ann Hall does legal objections. It's going to be a great resource. I'll send it to you, but you have to subscribe. So you subscribe on revivaltoday.com slash newsletter. And um, I'll tell you what I'm, today I'm going to film our special for October 18th that's going to play in the United States and Canada where I'm going to talk about mandatory vaccination, COVID passports, in light of Bible prophecy. So I film that tonight, and it'll air October 18th, I think at 9 p.m. for one hour on Daystar Television. So thanks for standing with me. You know, I don't just get on here and ramble on. We're going to make a big difference on TV and put that on for an hour. And it's looking like WGN in Chicago is going to air it as well in the future. So, um. That's all I got for today. Father, bless every viewer. Give them a great day. Give them strength and boldness to stand for what's right. Give them wisdom to navigate through every challenge they're going through and come out on top. I thank you for it and I give you praise. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Look forward to hearing from you. You're going to want this shirt. Think how amazing you're going to look in it. I'll see you tonight on Check the News, 10 p.m. Let's go, Brandon. 
Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.